Hi, I'm Frances Katzen and welcome to my podcast, The World of Real Estate. In this series, we will explore the world's largest asset class and how it plays out on a global scale. I am so excited and incredibly privileged to have Jeffrey Beers on our show today. Jeffrey Beers is one of those rare breeds that has for the last 25 years exceeded the standard of hospitality design. He's one of those creative types that somehow manages to thread the body of work from both a a craftsmanship to a true artist and yet elevates gathering spaces to another level. I have been so fortunate to work with Jeffrey in the context of a residential conversion at 108 Leonard. Jeffrey has melded effortlessly 1891 McKim Mead in white into the modern world. So welcome and thank you for being here today, Jeffrey. Oh my gosh. Oh, Francis, thank you so much for those beautiful, kind words. And um, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me to do this with you. Well, thank you for being uh, here. Flattered. Jeffrey, can you describe yourself to people? I'll, I'll do my best. I'll try. I, um, I'd like to think that I'm sort of an eternal optimist. I enjoy uh, life greatly. I, I'm a big um, sailor and a boater. I love to cook. Um, I have a, certainly an open kitchen in my own home. I uh, put two apartments together and, and designed a big open kitchen. Um, it's very much how my family, I have two boys, they're in their t- late twenties now, but, um, they, they just, uh, it's been a very, uh, good family, strong unit. Um, we have a house out in East Hampton. We're lucky enough that, and I keep a boat, uh, out in East Hampton. So oh, wow. I love it. Um, I, I had a lot of opportunities as a, an architect, of course, but also, uh, as an artist and in the art world, um, you, you may or may not know, I've, I've been a glass blower all my life. Uh, Dale, Dale Chihuly, I met. I love Dale Chihuly's installations. They always look like being underwater. Wow, I did not know that. Where did you train for the glass blowing yeah. that you did? Well, I was, uh, I was an architecture student at the Rhode Island School of Design at RISD. Mm-hmm. And uh, in my sophomore year, Dale was head of the sculpture or glass program there <laughs> at the time. Wow. And we met each other. I... I would be up all night, of course, drawing till three in the morning, uh, architectural drawings and a very rigorous program. But I would wander down into the glass lab at the time they were building a new building for the architecture. So they had our my studio and the sculpture building. And I would wander into this glass lab and there were just all all sorts of the most creative, beautiful, beautiful things were being made there. Uh, I met Dale and Jamie Carpenter and all. all lovely, wonderful people. What wonderful. an amazing experience because I actually am a big fan of Dale. He was birthing his concepts. They were revolutionary at the time. I mean, you definitely oh. were lucky to be a part of that. That's an amazing opportunity. Oh, like- I was. I, I, Francis, it was really amazing. I mean, we became very good friends and I, I actually, I turned out to be a pretty good glass blower, and he would invite me to be on his teams and um, we, we still remain very good friends today. Um, but I grew up in, in Manhattan. I'm, a, I'm an only child. Um, my parents traveled quite a bit uh, when I was a teenager. So I had the opportunity to, to travel to Europe, quite honestly. And um, I think that exposed me greatly to the, to the world of architecture and hospitality, of course, hotels. Um, so is that where your passion came from in understanding how to transcend these open spaces and these sort of, you know, communal spaces? Is that where the, the love came from, from the travel and seeing these lobbies and restaurants? It, it did very much so. I, I, you know, staying in, in, we had lovely opportunities in Rome and London, and certainly this was a, I'm going to date myself, but uh <laughs> In the 70s here, where it was quite glamorous, traveling was a little different back then. And, you know, I remember the Hassler Hotel and very wonderful properties that I just took real note of. And of course, as an only child, I grew up pretty fast in New York. We 
neither my my dad was a cook he enjoyed uh, cooking but we ate out a lot they they started taking me to restaurants when i was quite young and i i just fell in love with with hospitality and restaurants i um, worked in many of them and got to know uh, chefs and restaurateurs so so hang on a second. So are you suggesting that you actually did some time as a younger fellow in a restaurant serving I up? I certainly did. I was a waiter. <laughs> I was a busboy. I was a waiter. I was a bartender. Wow. Oh, I did yeah. this. Wow. No, I know, I know restaurants, um, as we say, from the inside out, from the back <laughs> out. And it's been very beneficial to me. And uh, obviously, I understand the planning of a restaurant and Chefs really appreciate that. I, they really know how to work with me and my team. Um, I, I've also I, I've owned a number of them. I'm in I'm partners in many different restaurants over the years, so I also have to write the checks. <laughs> so <laughs> I understand the the whole world of it. To be honest, so you've really done the full gamut. So let's take a deep dive into how you created Jeffrey Beers International. That's a bit of a segue, but I would like to sort of understand the in-between of that, if we might, after you respond to this question. Sure, sure, I'll try. I, um, one of my later senior years at, at architecture school at RISD, um, Friedrich St. Florian, he was the dean of the architecture school, and Dale, and Dale um, both mm-hmm. encouraged me um, strongly to apply for a Fulbright fellowship. Ah, uh, that's um, right, and you got it. Yeah, I was awarded a Fulbright to study um, architecture and the integration of art in architecture. And I lived in Rio de Janeiro. Wow. Um, and I met, uh, I had the opportunity to work for Oscar Niemeyer for, for a year. That's quite a privilege, too. It, it, it indelible mark on my career. And I. How I, old were I, you? Oh, gosh, I was 24, 25. Wow, what a great age to be in Brazil. Living wow. in Rio in uh, <laughs> 79, 79. It was a lovely time. It was an amazing time in, in Rio. The, the life was just very, it was a good time. Uh, the people mm-hmm. are amazing. Brazilian people are just incredible. The music, the whole uh, joie de vie and life, uh, it's just um it's another world, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really amazing world. And but then I realized I needed to really um, <laughs> get, get back to our real life. And I was lucky enough to work for I am Pay. I, wow. I, I really my pursuit of my interest in glass in architecture uh, continues. But interesting I, with with Oscar, I, I learned a lot about sort of the artistic application. You know, with I.M. Pei, it was about curtain walls and much more architectural, uh, technical uh, aspects of high-rise glass use in, in high-rises. Um, I spent about eight years at I.M. Pei's office. And and you worked, sorry to interrupt, but you worked on the Raffles City Complex in Singapore with him, correct? I did. I did. I worked on Raffles. In fact, I did the, the restaurant on the roof. I did many of the lobbies. That was one of my first... Um, introductions into hotels and hospitality design. It, uh, it, it really, he, he, for some reason, you know, I developed a, a real interest and in flair for it and the materiality and lighting. And I am really saw that in me. So he, he gave me all the public spaces. Um, That's amazing. Which was great. I mean, it, it really was. I, Were you I, nervous on that project? Were you worried that it wouldn't come out? Were you double, ch- triple checking everything? Of course, of course, it was uh, it was a bit nerve wracking, and um, in fact, I returned from Singapore, being over there for a couple of months, uh, opening, getting the complex open, and I, I took a couple of two three weeks. I was off vacation out in, in East Hampton, and I met a restaurateur, a friend of my friend of ours, uh, mutual friend, introduced us, uh, a gentleman by the name of Phil Scotty, who. Uh, is a prominent restaurateur here in New York. Um, and and he asked me if I'd come in maybe to the city just on Monday and take a look at a space. Um, it was a 33-foot wide by 200-foot long space. Wow. So he really didn't quite know what to do with it. And <laughs> I, said, I said, Phil, I said, we're, we're going to build the longest bar in New York. We're going to build a bar that goes from Broadway to Mercer Street. This Love this it. Was, uh, between Houston and Bleecker. Um, it was a full mm-hmm. block wide, east-west. Wow. And 
So we built a 185 foot long bar. And it was my first restaurant called Bar Louis. Um, and that then that, that just took off. It got published in about oh, 13, 14, 15 magazines around the world. And that led to China Grill and that and led to mm -hmm. many other projects. And, and I, formed, uh, I formed the firm in, in the late 80s. And we're now about 60 folks. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah. And lots of, you know, I think there's, um, oh, 12 or 14 countries represented. Um, really? And, and people with all sorts of backgrounds. They're artists, they're architects, they're interior designers, they're apparel designers, they're painters, they're sculptors. It's a real uh, lovely um, atelier or studio of, of very collaborative folks. We, we, all of us just love each other's energy. And well, that's a testament to you too, Jeffrey, because I think coming from an artist's eye, you're able to appreciate and discern the brilliance of each type of, of um, aspect. And so it all sort of works for you and differentiates your product and outcome, I would imagine, with that type of dynamic. Thank you. It does, Francis. It does very much. I, I In fact, I miss greatly in this, uh, you know, very challenging challenging times we're in here and, and yes. all of what we've got to deal with here, but we're, we're doing well and, you know, we're handling everything on zoom and all <laughs> sorts of, you know, presentations that are, that are my team, our teams and web and web X's, but uh, I miss the creative energy of the studio. I, I, I must say, I, I miss the dynamics of how we uh, work together. It's, it's like a dance uh, troupe or a, yes. a theater. It's like a theater group. We all uh, feed off each other and get that energy yeah. going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In some ways, I, I, it's analogous to movie making too, a little mm -hmm, bit. Like, mm -hmm. You know, having a cast and a director and a narrative, and um, I, I really enjoy it. I, I love how we work and the, and mm -hmm. the projects we work on. Jeffrey, how would you describe the design of your city home? given that flavors from your worlds, how is that solidified in the design of your home? Um, it's a wonderful question, Francis. I, I um, mentioned earlier, I, I uh, purchased uh, two apartments. I combined two apartments and reconfigured them to be very much my uh, how we live, how my family lives. The, the kitchen, of course, is the center of the home. Mm -hmm. um, the whole entry sequence is that you enter really um, into sort of so somewhat the kitchen, a, a foyer sort of public space, but then that bleeds out into the living room where, where we are lucky to have a, a lovely outdoor garden, um, a lot of windows, a lot of light, um, the kitchen being the center. And then I purposely sort of off, you can, you can move to the left into sort of the more uh, private wing, the bedroom wings, uh, the bedroom areas. So, um, it's a it's a materials. I'm very um, fond of materiality. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of different walnuts and marble mm -hmm. and travertines mm -hmm. that I have. Um, it's a it's a it's a really we've we've been here for oh maybe 12, 13 years and it's been great. Thank you. Um, so someone who has a place out east, I recognize the importance of getting out. And as a country house, you sort of always want to sort of take away the city edge. Um, would you say the house that you have out east is sort of showing off that architecture, architectural skill, if you will? Yeah, I um... as well. Well, I, I bought the house out east. Uh, we've done a fair amount of renovation to it, but it's not a house that I designed from ground up. It is, however, um, my wife and I fell in love with it immediately. I, I, I basically said, I'll take it. Um, Why? What, what sold well, you? It just it's such an indoor outdoor house. We we love that. Glass, mm -hmm. there's a two story living room, mm -hmm. uh, all floor to ceiling glass. So beautiful. They're twenty five foot high ceilings with glass windows overlooking um, all all the trees and the landscape. I'm not on the ocean by any means, but uh, we have a be beautiful uh, view of of nature. Um, the house is an extremely indoor outdoor house. Um, the outdoor cooking areas and the kitchen areas uh, flow into the living spaces again. Um, and it's a very easy house to certainly be uh, in nature. 
in in part of the outdoors. Beautiful. Sounds magical. Thank you. No, we enjoy it. I, I spend as much time as I can, on, honestly, out there. I'm going to throw you off with a question that I may not have mentioned, but I, I wanted to ask, in today's landscape, do you think the same opportunities are available to designers and architects such as yourself in today's climate? Or do you feel that that was a rare time where you were exposed to such you know, creative sort of masters of their own forum? Yeah, very good question, Francis. I actually would have to say the latter. It was uh, certainly in the design of restaurants. Um, uh, the original masters, I mean, obviously Adam Tahani is a, a good friend of mine and one of the, oh. but Sam, Sam Lapata was a, mm -hmm. God bless him, he passed away. Um, uh, just a, an incredibly talented uh, restaurant designer, but you know, from Dale to the chefs, the emerging new chefs, from Wolfgang Puck to, uh, you know, the the original sort of uh, uh, star, star chefs. Um, the creative energy just seemed to be, uh, and the daringness and the night. Mm. There was a lot of daring and bold. Love that word, daring. Love that. Yeah, you know, today it, it's, it's fine. I, I actually think it's swinging back. I, I think Do we're... You? I think we're headed back to that sort of more daring. I think everybody Why do you say that. Well, I just think it's so driven, of course, by, you know, budget and schedule and, you know, all the various partners in projects and, you know, investors that, that it's gotten a little bit driven by uh, almost like how this, you know, the it's all automated now mm -hmm. in Wall Street. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's computers making decisions. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that the industry, even when I speak to clients and, and owners, they're yearning for some sort of boldness. Freshness, a, a new, new. Fresh, fresh mm. bold, more artistic, more um, emotional. I have a term I use called emotional modernism. I and love that. Yeah, <laughs> it, well, it's kind of become the ethos of, of the firm. I love that. We, we all really appreciate materiality uh, so much and warmth, lighting. Lighting is an incredibly important component in not only hospitality, but certainly residential. I mean, it, it's the lobby, it's, it's very important. And, and I think there's a tremendous amount of emotion that, that comes. Modernism is, is really timeless. It's timeless design. It's, it's well said. You know, a proper attention to proportion and, and sort of the basic classic principles of design. Um, but if you bring the emotional component to it, I think it, it, it enriches it greatly. A hundred percent. It gives it a gravitas. Um, now, that would be an interesting segue for me to ask you about how the, the transition into a residential space, it's a very different uh, end result, right? You know, you are creating the level of intimacy that goes into the residential that may not be as needed in a restaurant. I certainly had been interested in doing uh, private residential projects from apartments and I've done a few townhouses and even a residence, uh, two of them out in East Hampton, but, um, but a, 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 a high do you rise. Find it, do you find it fulfilling? to do residential? I do, I, I've, I've become very, uh, I find it very fulfilling, certainly to get to know the family and, and you know, the, the, the family and, and how the family works, the dynamics of it. And right. if I can participate in bringing that family unit closer together, um, in fact, it's something now we're talking about now, hugely, the, the the idea of obviously homeschooling, but you know, working from home. And yeah. I, I, I do think this is a very important conversation. My, my sons used to do all their homework on the kitchen island. Yep. I mean, it, it, of course they would go into their bedrooms when they wanted to, you know, but, but a lot of times they would, they would do it on the island or in, in various parts of the house. I, I think that the formal dining room maybe is something that might be reconsidered a little going forward. That, mm -hmm. uh, what do you there, mean by that? Well, I, I think that that space could be better utilized and it, it can be a flexible space that somehow could act as a, a dining room. But but I think 
certainly in dual family working spouses, two working spouses, that we all need the ability to be able to, I, I, I don't think this is going away I, I, in principle. I mean, of course, I hope the world, we all um, will get through this and we'll get through it all together. But I, I, I think the notion of working from home is something that is not, uh, that will become a necessity. Um, Much more accepted. I think it was very threatening to many companies um, which I now think they are, you know, reorganizing that idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's, um, I think actually I, perhaps, I mean, the, the, when you asked the, the beginning of the question that I, I was sort of tapped on and asked one of my first, uh, tall residential project, one West end in Manhattan. Ah, um, yes. You know, it was Very a big success. Yeah, it would. They they wanted my sort of sense of hospitality and public space design, hmm. uh, certainly for the amenity areas. But they also took note of how many open kitchens, uh, many many restaurants we've done with um, open kitchens, and I, I know how to design a kitchen uh, uh, pretty mm -hmm. well. And I've yes, learned a do. lot. From all the, I've learned a lot from all the chefs that I've uh, met over mm -hmm. the years. From mm -hmm. um, Danielle Ballou, to Bobby Flay, I mean, lots, everybody has given me certain little tricks and how you plan a kitchen. Um, it's somewhat it's so helpful because very people helpful. miss it. So many people miss the details of that. They do. And and certainly at, at 108 Leonard, that, that was an incredibly, uh, the kitchens are, are all open kitchens, basically. And they're gorgeous and they're, they're so well laid out. Thank you. They're laid out really well. I'm very proud of how they're laid out. They a lot of I gave a lot of thought to that. The team that uh, worked on it was very restaurant experienced, so we're we're very pleased with that. I remember uh, being blown away that the one bedrooms had a hot and cold auto uh, water purifier. I remember being blown away by this beautiful, simple um, marble shelf on the backsplash that you could put your salt and pepper shaker there. Exactly. Where most most people are like where you know everyone's fine. Where are they? Where are they? And they're right there. Exactly. You know? Thank you, Francis. <laughs> yes, that was a um, you know little tricks like that. I think Danielle Balud sort of encouraged me on that one a little. Bit. Um, and I love the fact that you match the color of the cabinets with the original color of the facade of the building from 1891. Exactly. That was very important. Talk about really brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, we really wanted to uh, obviously respect the integrity of, of the building. It, it's a, such a, a McKim Mead and White, beautiful example of Italian Renaissance. Um, you know, but, but from the interior standpoint, I, I wanted to nod to that from a proportion and the, the trim with the way we've sort of paid respect and homage oh, to the those building. beautiful moldings. They were but, amazing. But also uh, bring it to a modern sensibility so that there is a, 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 there is a modernism about the interiors that, that purposely contrasts the richness of the, of the building. Um, you definitely achieved that, Jeffrey. I mean, the details of doing a herringbone stone lobby flooring with a cove lighting certainly depicts that um that that emulsifying factor of bringing the old and the new together thank you francis thank you it's an amazing project actually the what would the you lobby. say was the most sorry no no the lobby was we just wanted to be you know just just restored you know original beauty but juxtaposed with real modern insertions and as you said the flooring the reception desk and the floor to ceiling cast glass accent uh, lighting features it um it, it, it's sort of a modern interpretation of what that building represented at the time when it was built it, it really does. I mean, the the amount of painstaking restoration that was done by Allard to recover those original brass details by removing hundreds of years of paint was extraordinary. It was extraordinary. Absolutely. No. What a... would you say was the most challenging project you've ever worked on? Oh, boy. Um, you know, there, I, I would say um, there's maybe not one. Um, 
I, 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 you know, they're, they're, they all come with their unique challenges. Um, we actually finished. That is very uh, politically work. correct. We, we, yeah, well, they all do. They, what, no matter, you know, certainly, um, I will, I guess we, about a year ago, we finished, uh, we were, uh, appointed to do the third Atlantis resort, uh, a much more modern, modern looking resort. It's not the, the example of the Bahamas or, or in Dubai. Uh, God Got bless Saul, Saul Kersner, I've, I've worked for for many, many years. And, mm-hmm. But this is in China, in Sanya, in Sanya, China. And um, HOK designed the building, originally uh, BDGM, uh, uh, subsequently bought by HOK, but um, but the building is a much more modern building, and yet the interiors are very theatrical. They're they're extremely um, and and you know working in China and and certainly sourcing things and sourcing locally, not only materials but uh, vendors and craftsmen, and you know that's that gets a little challenging. Um, There's a lot of people to manage. Yeah. Would you say you're good at managing at people? You're good at managing people? I I am. I I think I'm, I've been told, I've been told I'm a good manager, actually. Uh, (laughs) Well, it's not easy. It takes it, obviously, I, we all are, are tasked with that of being patient, um, being patient and being uh, encouraging. I I think it's very Mm. important to, you know, stay on the positive and try and mm-hmm. bring out bring out the best in people i mean whoever i work with i, I try and see, see where they can have a place at the table where they where they can make the the experience uh and bring their energy and their talent um you know it, it i think that's what makes a successful project in the end whether it's residential or hospitality it's really about the, the the group of folks that envision the project in the first place. Um, uh, you know, curate the talent from architects to interior architects to all the way down to the artists and the craftsmen and the contractors and the builders. Um, it, it's it's a it's a big production. It's like putting a theater, a theatrical show, or a movie, a movie together, something like that. <laughs> It's certainly um, a, a gift, Jeffrey. It's certainly a gift. So, so if you're not working, what are you doing right now? But I'm assuming you are, based on what you're telling me. Um, yeah, no, we're working. We're working. Um, you know, so certainly very. In fact, well, I don't think I think everybody's working even a little harder, harder. than they <laughs> have. I, I, it, it, you know, it's amazing the. <laughs> the, the the computer is just um, non-stop so from the zooms to the webexes to the presentations mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I have a house as I mentioned in East Hampton so I, mm-hmm. I spend time um, out there every I will come back into Manhattan uh, for a few days just to take care of obviously obligations and some things but uh, so you're really my- out there predominantly now. Trying to be, we have for the last couple of months. Yes, my family is out there. My two sons, uh, mm-hmm. um, they're twenty-eight and twenty-four, and one of one of my older son is a developer. He works for a developer, so he's able to do his thing. And my other son uh, is is in finance, so he's able to work also. So it's nice that we're all together out there. That is sure. really nice. That's oh, very lovely. rare. It's in lovely. Yeah, it's very special for this time to be able to have that. We're very lucky. Yeah. Yes, you seem to be very um, happy too, which is beautiful. Um, what keeps the fire burning within you and keeps you going, do you think? Oh, gosh. I, You know, Francis, that's a lovely question to ask, honestly. It, it, it really, I mean that. I'm, it's thoughtful for you to ask that. It, You know, it's curiosity. It, it's just, uh, I... I have this, you know, I think any creative person does, certainly all of my peers in the industry, um, we, we all have this uh, strong curiosity about design and, you know, tomorrow. What, what, what can we do today that'll make tomorrow um, a more interesting experience? Or I, I, I think, you know, if I can, if we can, 
if we as a as a firm can create and contribute to making people's um, lives more more enrich enriched and and experiential, um, I love uh, a sunset. I, I love looking at the sky and the star, the ocean. I'm a huge uh, ocean person. I, I love Me the too. water. Um, Me too. I, I really do it, uh, but but I, I would say following the arts and and being inspired by I love New York for that. I've, I've lived all my life in New York City. I, I I was born in Detroit, but we moved here when I was kind of about four or five years old. And the energy of the city is something I, I would miss. I'm not sure I could really, you know, as much as I love it, you know, visiting L.A. or or various other cities I, I perhaps i could live in london or paris for a year or two but <laughs> for sure. um but i Twist love my New York. arm yeah right right i i, I love hong kong I, that's a great city mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean maybe it's a little different today but um but i, I everything's really, a little different today jeffrey yeah i think it is. It, <laughs> it's just being influenced so much by by the creativity of the art world um i i love looking at new artists and emerging young artists. Um, Mm -hmm. New York City is so full of them, Um, you know, apparel design. I mean, fashion and fashion design is so inspiring to me. Um, I I get influenced from all sorts of, um, you know, certainly when I was traveling. Um, I'm not traveling nearly as much. None of us are right now, but... um, Right. I did travel uh, quite a bit. Um, we have projects in in the Middle East going on. We have projects in in Asia and uh, in Seoul and in in China. And uh, so I've certainly had the opportunity to, in those travels, um, just be invigorated and um, you know experience a, a different point of view. Uh, different cultures have such different points of view and. They and really do, out. don't they? They and mm-hmm. and that is what makes life so rich. It's the fabric of life is these different cultures and their cuisines and their yeah. their yeah. beliefs and their priorities and their way of approaching religion or no religion. It's just the biggest gift, I think, for it, for people. Absolutely. I I you know, the culinary uh, variety uh is so um you know so inspiring it's mm-hmm. just inspiring and it it makes me want to celebrate that and celebrate family life celebrate people i i, I think that's what's so challenging right now and you know we we will of course get through that we'll, we'll this will pass but um you know, I, I really miss the, the, the social dynamic of, of being, you know, with people and enjoying. It. But we have lots of different ways of dealing with that. We've been thinking quite a bit about, you know, social distancing today and how to achieve that. And glass is a material that can be very, very effective. Yes. Um, you know, it, it'll allow, like, I've thought about designing a restaurant now where the kitchen, I still open kitchens, I think are probably even more important. A hundred percent. Even in, you know, every which way, certainly in a home, in a residential, I feel very strongly about that. But in restaurants, it's sort of like now the theater in the round or, you know, it's not really about the crowded sort of density of- of No the people it's about what's happening in the kitchen what's happening culinarily and with the chef correct what grounds and feeds the home a hundred percent um how would you say uh how would you say 108 leonard was set apart for you as a residence in new york as from an architectural design perspective from some of your other projects Oh well, it's just such a unique property. I mean, the the it's a such a an incredibly important landmark and a very you know, impressive piece of architecture by McKim Mead and White. I, I you know the detail of the facade, the detail on the exterior of the building is just extraordinary. It's extraordinary, and 
to be honest, Francis, it's it's certainly very different from a tower. From well, that's from, why I asked it because one West End is a ground up new construction, and then you've yeah. got the total antithesis, which is sort of this pre war conversion from eighteen nineties. It's sort of like wow, the whole the whole underpinnings is a whole different animal. It's a whole different animal. In fact, we just finished another one, two seventy seven Fifth Avenue, which was Congratulations. a tower. Thank you. Yeah, no, I worked with Raphael Vignoli on that. He, he's just such a, a wonderful, wonderful man and super talented architect. But um, I'm, I'm, that one I'm proud of, but it's a tower. And so 108, you know, to be honest, it's like designing 100 individual interiors, it, 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 uh, residential homes. Each one, there's not one uh, floor plate really that is the same. Not one unit. I know, 167 apartments, and every one of them is not cookie cutter. <laughs> every one of them is different. So Trust me, I know. I had to I remember know, them. You know, <laughs> right? I, and as, a, as an architect, as in the interior design firm, it, it, you know, we had to Oof. draw each, each one of them as if they were an individual home. And, and in some ways, I really enjoyed that. It's certainly time-consuming, and... It takes a lot of hours to do that, but um, it's a very unique opportunity to to bring out the mm -hmm. best in proportion and scale and ceiling height. We we had the opportunity at 108 to really make each unit special in in its mm -hmm. own in its mm -hmm. own way, and that doesn't come along very often at all. No. In fact, it it's probably the most unique project I've I've really ever worked on. In, in many residential really? for sure residential absolutely and very satisfying in that i think the result yields you know all the units are are, are attractive and well proportioned and well thought out mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like they're well planned can you speak a little bit more about the inspiration behind that? Because that was a pretty ominous job, that lobby. I mean, it's yeah. a double height ceiling with two major staircases, like out of a, a real, an Italian Renaissance ball. And then you have to somehow meld modernity in an effortless way that isn't jarring. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it, it, it really, Francis came down to sort of, with, with a philosophy of embracing the, the historic details and enhancing them, you know, with a modern insertion that, that we've, we've really, um, it, it's the landmark sort of classically designed marble walls and dramatic, you know, we try to create a dramatic symmetrical marbles, you know, uh, the staircase and celebrate that, celebrate that um, proportion and design correction. Um, but then with, with juxtaposed with modern insertions, you know, like a hand, custom hand embossed metal, uh, metal reception desk. And yes, we, I love that. The egg, that, I call it. <laughs> yeah, the egg is just great. And we, we hand custom embossed that. I had an artist do that who was uh, amazing. And um, then with a the floor to ceiling uh, cast glass uh, accent wall features that are, that are backlit. Mm-hmm. My mm -hmm. fascination with glass, I thought that was a nice, a modern, a modern sort of emotional modern, but, you know, respectful that, that it was a, it, it was is respectful. It yes. Would, it would fit. It, it's not, I'm not trying to fit a, a square peg in a round hole kind of thing for sure. Um, and the cabinetry, they, they sort of, the modern, it's a modern, you know, cabinetry in the mail room, but it sits mm -hmm. with a, a classic marble shell. So there's this kind of contrasting, uh, purposeful contrast of mm -hmm. old and new, modern and, um, you know, historic, if you will. But I think the lobby offers the first impression for, for residents that it provides a foundation for, for, the, for our design, really, for the whole building. And I think it's really the ethos that does... Um, you know, follow through in each unit's design. Um, it's this, again, sort of a modern point of view for kitchens and baths and the flooring in the units, but but then, the, you know, the, the attention to applied trim and, um, uh, you know, moldings and trim that, that 
really are, are respectful of, of they the really bill. were i mean they probably are what in, in many circumstances while the consumer people would walk in and often say i love these you know these moldings they they really make me feel like i'm i'm in a different space and i think the sensitivity to that is what differentiates products that do extremely well and products that get shopped against other product I, so I, testament well, to your eye thank you francis thank you for saying that i i pre that, i it was a very purposeful thing, and um, you know, I'm very happy to hear that 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 buyers um, say that. And it's really true. It it I think it it was a successful, um, thoughtful way of approaching the building design. It was such a great mix of 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 artists, you and Alad. It was the perfect mix. It really was. It was incredible to watch your diversity between one West End and one O Eight. Thank you a lot. I mean, they're, those guys they're are wonderful. Pleasure. I know. We have a wonderful working relationship with Alad and cherish it very much. Yes, we do too. If you weren't an architect and weren't in architecture and design, what would you have done, Jeffrey? <laughs> wow. I, you know, that I, that's an interesting one, Francis. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I am very sort of detailed and I'm very detailed and I, I actually thought about uh, I'd probably be a surgeon. Um, Are you serious? I, That's amazing. What yeah, kind of surgeon? Well, I <laughs> you know I, I think I would really be interested in the in the detail and the challenge of the technical prowess involved and the. Uh, precision involved, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I think there are moments where, you know, one as a surgeon, an accomplished surgeon, you would have to take it upon. Uh, uh, I, I'm not going to call it a risk, but you have to use your from way deep down in a mm -hmm. judgment call, and mm -hmm. I, I think it's just sort of interesting to me the 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 process and the 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 exploration of it, the how deep an exploration it would be. Um, I've, I've also thought about, um, I would love to have been a, a, a movie director. I would have loved to have been a director. Mm -hmm. so I, I think movie making is, is amazing. I've watched Martin Scorsese and Steele's, you know, all the great directors out there. And it just, what an amazing opportunity to work with so many different people and, you know, bring their talents together. That's kind of how my studio, how the studio works. Uh, you know, JBI is is just we're we're blessed with with many many uh, multiply talented folks, and they come from different points of view. I, I welcome everybody's thoughts and everybody's ideas. As as we say in the studio, there's. There's never really a bad idea. There's never a bad idea. It's just whether it's you know appropriate or not for a certain project. It, um, I encourage everybody to speak up. Um, I think the other thing when I was young, I wanted to be an astronaut, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that one anymore. <laughs> it's an interesting possibility these days. Yeah, I would say being a, a, a captain of a ship, you know, and back in a day when you crossed the ocean, that that would have been a very interesting thing to consider, but a surgeon is what came to my mind first. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Um, well, I'm glad you know. got to do these buildings first. <laughs> well, yeah, I, you know, you are surgically going into them. I'm, you really are. You got to go in there and, and figure out really what has to needs to be done and how the best way to do it. And uh, yeah, it's today, true. you know, cost efficiently and time efficiently and we're all we're all you know challenged by time and um and but but beauty i mean it has to at the end of the day it for me it, it's got to be beautiful i it's probably more the thing that drives me the most is trying to create beautiful spaces spaces that are memorable um that people will, will remember that you know people could say Boy, do you remember that time we had dinner at that restaurant, or do you remember mm -hmm. that hotel that we, you know, that it's an indelible memory? And I think we so important. So we all, important. as hospitality or you know, certainly hotel design architects, um, have that responsibility to create 
a memorable experience, an authentic experience. Um, I love that. And you have done that. Thank you. Thank you. In your opinion, what are New York City's top 10 most iconic landmarks? You cannot say 108. <laughs> well, okay. I would say 108, but you just told me I can't. But right. of course, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure I'm not alone in any of this thinking. I, 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 for New, of a New Yorker, ever since I was four or five years old, the Empire State Building is the Empire of State course. Building. It, just, of it, it stands still as the iconic New York. It's just the icon of New York. I, I think the Flatiron Building, somewhat Absolutely. similarly, mm-hmm. it's just an extremely New York unique um, building, and as well That's as beautiful. a beautiful Chrysler Building. I mean, how can you not? think of the Chrysler building and in, in, with all three of the, with, with those two, um, the Guggenheim to me is just, yes. a classic, you know, I mean, Frank Lloyd Wright just put his signature right on fifth Avenue in New York. So it did. Mm-hmm. New York thing. Um, I miss, to be honest with you, I miss the old four seasons restaurant. Me too. Me that too. Was that was probably- such quintessential old New York. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I just loved it. I'm not that they've done anything different. It landmarked, of course, and it, it can't. It still is what it is. But I, I kind of grew up in that grill, stunning, stunning New York space. Yeah. The grill yeah. room. It really, yeah. really was. But central and Central Park. I think Central Park is one of the most unique parks um, I've ever seen in the world. I, I honestly, I. I, I was blessed to have a, I had a golden retriever for about 10 years and um, I lost him about a year ago, but I, I would sorry. take him for, for walks in Central Park. We, they have this program before 9 a.m. They can be off leash. Yes. I used to have an Akita and we used to let him off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I would literally, um, you know, on the weekends, we, we'd have yeah. a, a dog walker and my wife would uh, during the week, of course, but Saturday and Sunday, I would spend two, three hours with him, just just beautiful all over Central Park, all mm-hmm. up north, and it's just such a unique. Uh, it's a very unique thing, I think. You seem to have found balance between work and family life. Is that something that was deliberate, or something that was never an issue because you were very clear on your boundaries from the onset? I think it was very clear. I I, I think it mm-hmm. was very clear, Francis. I. I work hard. I, I work very hard. I, I, I love my work. I actually love working, but I also uh, play hard. I, I enjoy yep. my family. I enjoy my family immensely. My my two sons and I uh, spend time on the water, uh, boating and fishing. And, you know, we'll, we'll just go all around the East End from Block Island to uh, we spend a lot of time as a family together together. Um, out east and cooking. We all enjoy cooking tremendously. I'm a big uh, love to cook. I, I just Me love too. it. Me too. I love it. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? It's wonderful. It's I, the most wonderful way to love your family, to give back, yeah. and connect them all. I know. It really is. And and my son seemed to have picked it up. My older son certainly has. Just wonderful. Um, it's wonderful. It's never been an issue. It's always been a, a wonderful balance of... Uh, family time and and work time and my 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 other family my work family is the studio jbi Mm -hmm. uh, it's an amazing group of people i've been lucky enough to been surrounded by by folks for oh gosh 20 years 15 20 years uh many many of my colleagues have been with me and it really is my my other family my extended family very impressive, Jeffrey. Very Thank impressive. And final question for you. Sure. What is your greatest vice? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, dear. I mean, well, you said you like to play hard. Come well, on. Besides red wine, I mean, you know, I, I am a red wine lover. I, you, for sure. I, a little I, lynch bosh. I could I, get yeah, it. A little lynch bosh. That'll do it, uh, Francis. <laughs> keep going from there. I, yeah. I think we may, we may need to one day soon, I hope. I have uh, a glass? Share a glass. Uh, would love that. I would really enjoy that very much, uh, Francis. I would. I, I, but I, I'm probably I am. I've been told I'm a junkie when it comes to magazines. I, uh, 
<laughs> you know, I, which I, ones own I, it? All is of it them. is it U.S. Weekly or what is it? What are those those magazines in the grocery shops? Yeah, no, no, no. well, yeah. Every now and then, I'll, I'll do that, especially at <laughs> an airport. It, you know, I'm in the Hudson News in the airport. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be a, a, a linger around that magazine rack for quite a while, and <laughs> I, you know, it's it's not a. But but I'll read every magazine I can find. I, I just love seeing you know from. Uh, all kinds of boating magazines to art magazines, design magazines. Yes. Uh, you know, social, uh, uh society magazines or whatever, but, um, <laughs> Elvis is back, you know, he was seen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Trader right. Joe's. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it, it, it's gotta be 98% uh, of it is just made up. But, <laughs> so funny. Oh, it's entertaining. It's somewhat entertaining. It takes my mind uh, off of something. But um. sitting with you today has made me feel really good inside. Meaning your your joie de vivre, as you say, your joy or your happy place, and being able to express yourself both within your family world and in your professional world. It's so apparent to me in this interview how everything is sort of connected. You are so incredibly passionate and content in your world and it flows and outflows to, outflows to everything that you do and uh, i just want to say thank you so much for sharing that today with me well, um, well, what a treat for me it's my pleasure and a very kind of you to say that uh, francis it's, it's been my my pleasure i've enjoyed this very much you're you're just lovely to to speak with your questions were were um thought-provoking and and um, flattering and and thank you thank you so much for inviting me to do this with you today thank you for coming on and on and thanking thank you for your generosity um well, we wish you much luck and good luck with the rest of this pandemic process i'm sure yeah. you will not be slowed down by any means well i i hope not and i wish you also uh, please be safe be well be healthy take care of your family and you know, we'll get we'll get through it. But uh, I wish you the same, Francis. Thank you. Thank you. you, very Thank much. you.